1: on to have you for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. It's Attorney General Andrew Bailey of the great state of Missouri. Uh, good to see you, Mr. A.G. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're very welcome. I've got five or six stations in, uh, in Missouri. It is a red state. I'm always so surprised, though, by how St. Louis goes so far left and so far blue, but there was a district attorney there that was completely out of control, a Soros-backed candidate that just wasn't doing the job. I, I believe at last we spoke, you said she had the cases on her desk and refused to do anything then they would just go away because you couldn't indefinitely lock people up and not charge them with something that really was the story right now she's gone yeah that's
2: exactly right i mean at the end of the day we were fighting to restore the rule of law and find justice for victims and i'm proud of my office's efforts to accomplish that goal and that we're the first state attorney general to remove a soros-backed prosecutor you know out-of-state money flowed in to buy that seat for her with the stated objective of dismantling the criminal justice system and she was good at that 96% of crimes reported in the city of St. Louis, she declined to charge. So she's only doing about 4% of her job. And as it turns out, it's because she was doing something else. She was a, trying to achieve a higher degree in nursing. So she was attending nursing classes at the exact time that she was supposed to be in court on a contempt proceeding for having missed a violent offender's jury trial. So we filed suit to remove her. We kept our foot on the gas pedal, kept moving that case forward. And I'm proud of our efforts. And she is now gone. There's a bright new uh, day dawning in the city of St. Louis and for the entire region uh, to restore the rule of law and find justice for Vic.
1: And the vast majority of people in St. Louis are good people. They want law and order. They want safety. They want to be able to go shopping and not see shoplifters stealing uh, around them. Great job in doing that. Now, is Missouri unique in your ability to remove somebody? Because I know here in Texas, it's not as easy.
2: Yeah, since 1875, local control of the state of Missouri has meant something different than any other state in the nation. We have 114 counties plus the city of St. Louis, and each of those counties elect their own prosecutor who's elected by the people of that county that enforces state law. The attorney general's office gets involved where there's a conflict at the local level or where a local prosecutor asks for assistance. Right. And then the attorney general handles 100 percent of felony appeals. But there's a check and balance. It's, that's called the writ of quo warranto, and the people's elected representatives Uh, years ago codified that statute and it's a a removal proceeding that can be initiated by the attorney general's office to remove a rogue local official
1: attorney general of the great state of missouri it's andrew bailey we appreciate you coming on Uh, one last thing on that and i think i may have asked you this before but it's more of a philosophical question why do you think george soros wants anarchy and crime and death in our streets what do you think the game is here I
2: don't know. I mean, it's it's it, you're right though. It's chaos. It's anarchy. It dismantles. Uh, it, it's an it's a, 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 a an inhibitor to economic development. 542 businesses had left downtown St. Louis wow. since 2019, at least in part because of crime. And so it hurts the very communities that you know he he says he wants to protect and help. It doesn't protect them at all. They're the ones that miss out on the opportunities and, and the jobs and whose blood runs red in the streets because people are murdered because the the Soros-backed prosecutors refuse to enforce the laws as written. Prosecutorial discretion has. never never been about nullification of the law. It's been about evaluating police reports to determine if there's sufficient evidence, what the charge should be, and ultimately what the disposition in the case should be. So proud of the work we've done to hold this soros bag prosecutor in the city of St. Louis accountable.
1: I'm very proud of it as well. I'm sure the people watching and listening in, uh, in uh, Missouri uh, also agree. Let's go online. The Biden administration didn't even try to hide the fact that they were colluding with big tech. Um, Jen Psaki, as the press secretary, said, if you ban somebody here, we think you should ban somebody everywhere. Now we know that there were weekly meetings. Fauci was involved. KJP was involved, Saki involved, others involved. Um, where is the case, Missouri versus the Biden administration, when it comes to our free speech abilities online? Well, this is the most important
2: First Amendment suit in a generation, and we're fighting to protect Missourians and all Americans' right to say what they want. The, the remedy for disfavored speech in this country has always been counter speech, not government censorship. Yes. And you're right. This lawsuit that's pending in the United States District Court has uncovered a coercive and collusive relationship between the White House across a spectrum of federal bureaucratic agencies with their cronies and woke big tech social media corporations to silence Americans' voices, specifically conservative voices, in violation of the First Amendment. And so we We've done discovery in this case. We've received tens of thousands of documents. We have emails that specifically from the White House Communications Office targeting Tommy Lauren, targeting uh, Tucker Carlson and other conservative voices saying, take down that post. And you've got big tech social media actually saying, well, now, hold on a second. This goes further than our uh, – pernicious censorship uh, algorithms, and the White House says, we don't care. We want you to go further. Truth doesn't matter. We want you to silence these voices in violation of the First Amendment. And you'll see a total lack of repentance from the Department of Justice and Biden's attorneys in court last week when we went to get an injunction to put a stop to it.
1: What's interesting is you've got all the information. You've got all the evidence. You even have evidence of, of big tech like Twitter before Elon Musk took over saying, handled, got it. We took care of it. It's gone. It's down. Making up new rules as they go. So, but what's the remedy? I think you're going to win. I think it's obvious what they did. But what's the remedy? You find the government. Um, you you find the tech companies. What, what are you hoping to get out of this? Well, we've got to hold the wrongdoers accountable and put a stop to it. We're going to continue to root
2: out this vast censorship enterprise. It isn't limited to the White House. The court has identified that the nerve center of this vast censorship enterprise emanates from the Department of Homeland Security. So think about that for a second. Where you've got this agency that was created in the wake of 9/11 to protect Americans from foreign attack that's now been weaponized against Americans' free speech and a betrayal of our trust and values. So we're going to continue pressing at court. We've asked for a preliminary injunction to put a stop to it. We want a monitoring mechanism in place and an enforcement mechanism in place as we proceed to merits discovery and continue pushing this case forward to protect the constitution
1: uh, it's uh, attorney general andrew bailey from the great state of missouri great case i'm so glad you're bringing it and all of america will certainly uh, enjoy the benefits of this one i think you you eventually will win um, having said that what was the, the teetering point what was the line did they cross the line when they hired that that lady to be the misinformation czar or whatever the hell she was as part of the dhs that made no sense was that what it what it took Well, that certainly was
2: one uh, additional exhibit in, yeah. in our evidence, you know, in our case against this vast censorship enterprise and the, the fact that it exists, I mean, here's what's frightening, though. When I say there's a lack of repentance from the Department of Justice, when you listen to what their attorney said in court uh, two weeks ago when we were arguing in favor of the preliminary injunction, the court specifically asked them, "Well, what if, you know, would it be a violation of the First Amendment for the government to censor American speech who questioned the effectiveness of vaccines?" And right. the Department of Justice said, "Well, it depends." And so the court said, well, would it be a violation of the First Amendment for the, for the federal government to, to censor speech as it relates to whether or not masks work? The Department of Justice says, well, it depends. So then the court went further and took it out of the COVID context and said, well, would it be a violation of the First Amendment for the government to censor any American who questioned the legitimacy of the 2020 election? And you know what the Department of Justice said? It depends because they don't want to commit to protecting our First Amendment rights. They want to have it their way, which means they decide what's truthful or not. And we don't get to debate that fair and openly in,
1: in a public forum. I'm going to say something that you already know, but I'm going to say this for the benefit of the audience. Of course, you can question the outcome of an election. Jamie Raskin's done it uh, considerably and consistently. Uh, so is Maxine Waters. Uh, but when somebody on the right does it, then you're in big trouble and it's an insurrection. Of course, you can question the, the viability of something that's a jab and not even FDA approved as a so-called vaccine. Of course, you can, you can question where uh, COVID came from. Of course, you can. You can do all of that because the First Amendment says I can. A- and you said something that was so incredibly important earlier. Um, free speech the first amendment is not about what you and i agree on it's about us disagreeing it's about uh, actually protecting speech that most people find offensive that's why this is a free and liberated land and i'm so glad that you're at the helm there in uh, in missouri getting this job done you've also got a lawsuit against the biden administration on the border policy i'm here in texas and it's 6.6 million people have illegally come across the border that we know about since biden took office kareem Jump here yesterday andrew said this line we have seen a decrease of 70 percent in migrants coming across the border. She's lying. Of course, the inc- I don't know what, she, what, what the date is from, what, last Monday until today? I'm not sure what the 70% uh, decrease is, but the narrative has been false the entire time. We know the real numbers. So what, what are you hoping to get done here? You're in Missouri. People say, you're, you're, you're not aggrieved. You're in Missouri. You're not in, in Texas or, or New Mexico. What are you hoping to gain here? Well, we've got to hold Biden accountable for his attempt to destroy America by opening our
2: border and allowing a flood of illegal criminal aliens into this country. I mean, what is our country if not a land of of borders? I mean, that's the whole reason we have a country. And so uh, we've got to fight to protect that. And Biden, we're not going to let Biden destroy America. I've got two lawsuits pending right now against President Biden's unlawful refusal to enforce border law. He's created chaos and anarchy there where it didn't exist previously. President Trump had reduced border crossings by 90 percent by using the laws on the books. Yes. President Trump never got additional laws passed. It didn't get more statutory relief. He just used the tools that were available to secure our southern border. It didn't take very long for Biden to come in and open it up completely. And now Biden's perverting the law. He's actually taking the laws on the books that are designed to create order at the border and turning it into chaos by perverting those laws to achieve legal pathways for criminal aliens where they didn't exist otherwise. He's taking the plain text of the statute, and perverting it to use it to open the border further. And it's making every state into a border state to include Missouri. It's making Missouri communities less safe. Fentanyl is flowing into this country and killing people. We had a police officer that I met a few weeks ago who was exposed to a a powdered fentanyl and had to be given Narcan several times just to save his life. And that's an officer who put a uniform on just to fight to keep our community safe and was exposed to fentanyl that undoubtedly came across the porous border that Biden has created. We've got human trafficking occurring across uh, the United States of America, to include here in Missouri. And we've got to, to fight to secure the safety and security of our communities. But also, it starts and stops with President Biden doing his job at the border,
1: which he's refusing to do. Between 70,000 and 100,000 Americans die every year from fentanyl poisoning. It's not even an overdose. It's poisoning. They're literally being poisoned by this this item that's coming from China into the cartels. The cartels send it here. Um, Mr. Attorney General, if we had a a group of people, it could be a country that was invading on the southern border and killed 70,000 Americans. Wouldn't we take action? And why don't we? It's the same exact number of Americans, whether it's fentanyl poisoning or you shoot them. Why aren't we doing something?
2: Yeah, I mean, that that would be considered a war. That would be considered an attack by one nation against the, the sovereignty of our nation. Like, why is the sovereignty of our nation no longer sacred? To Americans, Why is the sovereignty of our nation not sacred to the president of the United States, to Joe Biden? We're not going to let him destroy this country. I took a note to protect and defend the Constitution when I served in the United States military and was proud of my service. And it was a privilege to get to lead soldiers in combat in defense of American ideals and values. And so I, I take this personally. We're not going to let President Biden destroy America, destroy America by his unlawful refusal to secure our southern border.
1: Missouri Attorney General um, Andrew Bailey, we appreciate you coming on. I want to get down to a couple of other layers in the illegal immigration argument or, or debate or conversation conversation my father-in-law yesterday fell down hit his head he's going to be okay had to go to the hospital and here in san antonio area um they said what hospital do you want to go to he said i want to go to this one oh sorry that's full okay well i want to go to that one now nah, that one's full too well what one's open and they sent him to another hospital that did have some openings when he got there um he and family members said why are all the hospitals full and Attorney General, you already know the answer. You've got a bunch of illegal aliens that are waiting in line at the emergency room to, because they have a runny nose. Or they're getting free health care. They're, they're big toe hurts. And they're taking priority over Americans, over Texans, over Missourians who, who want help at the hospital. Literally, they were. My, my family was told... These nursing staffs, these doctor staffs, these PA staffs, they are beat. They're fatigued. It's 24-7, round-the-clock, nonstop care for those who broke the law to come here. We don't even talk about that angle, and we should. Yeah, the American dream doesn't start with a criminal act. I mean, that's the whole point. I understand
2: that there are people that want to come to this country to make a better life for themselves. And certainly we respect and support that, and our nation is founded on that. That's why we have a process just use the process that's all we're asking and for Biden to pervert that process and encourage and entice criminal behavior is an unlawful refusal of the president to do his job and discharge his official duties and you're right all Americans are hurting because of this and that, that's true across uh, the border but it's also true in states like Missouri and so we've got to continue to keep the pressure up against Biden's unlawful refusal to do his job I, I'll tell you this as I watch some of those videos on Fox News and other channels where I see uh, folks coming across the border you know in refugee status or asking for asylum they have some- cell phones. Some of them are wearing high heels and designer clothes. I mean, yep. these aren't your traditional refugees fleeing from uh, island nations on a, you know rafts and tubes and things. They, yep. th- these are folks that have means. And so they're using those means to cross the border and put a strain on, on our infrastructure. And they, We've got to hold them accountable as well. You shouldn't start the American dream
1: with a criminal act. Other than winning the next election, which I hope that we do, um, what is the remedy here? Do you say, is it Article 4? There's an article in the Constitution that says we're being invaded. Even Missouri being invaded by people from foreign lands and you should be able to on a state level take action is that what can you hold the feet of the executive branch to the fire to follow the law that was passed when ronald reagan was the president about immigration Yeah. I mean,
2: the president took an oath to ensure that the laws of this nation are faithfully executed. And so at some point he's got to be held accountable as well. We've got to keep the pressure up on all fronts. The way state attorneys general can do that is in court by uh, fighting back against Biden's perversion of the rule to have the courts faithfully interpret the plain text of the statute to require him to enforce the law and get a court order to do that. I mean, that's the best thing that I can do, but it's also up to our federal delegation in Congress to keep the pressure up on those federal agencies to make sure that they're not lying about uh, the, the the quantity and the, the scope of the problem and to, to hold Biden accountable. So it's got to be an all hands on deck approach. And certainly the, the, the most instant relief we can get is at the ballot box in the coming years.
1: And this parole thing is, I, I think what you're talking about is perversion. It was supposed to be very, very rare. Every once in a while, you could put somebody in, on parole. He's automatically paroling everybody. And when they get to the border, we're not even counting them as illegal crossers because we've already given them parole by some NGO over in Mexico. Something has to be done. I'm glad they're out here on the front lines fighting it. Uh, last one on student loans. Um, The Biden administration, even yesterday, Biden, whoever's tweeting for him, it's not him. But whoever tweeted for him said that uh, you can't believe these radical MAGA Republicans all took PPP, but they don't want to give people loan relief on, on college loans. Now, maybe I missed something, but PPP was because they shut down the government. The government shut down all businesses, the economy, and to keep those businesses viable and to keep employees attached to those businesses, you had to give them some government money, which was understandable. It was an emergency. The student loan stuff, these people signed on the dotted line and said, I promised to pay it back. They're not the same thing, are they? No, not even close. And I mean, look, under the guidelines
2: under the student loan bailout program, Biden's unconstitutional illegal attempt to redistribute a half trillion dollars in debt that's owned to the Treasury by people that took the benefit of the bargain with these student loans and now don't want to pay them back. Couples that make up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Can crazy. get free college, can get that that loan canceled by Biden. That's crazy. I mean, that's hurting American workers who are going to have to continue to pay into the treasury to to, to shore up the the, the the budget on the national level because of this illegal, unconstitutional redistribution of wealth. And again, I you know I paid for my college on an REROTC scholarship and paid for law school with the post 9/11 GI Bill. So paid for my school in blood, sweat, and tears and service to my nation. I was proud to do it. You know this this I take this one personally. Biden is not authorized to do this. The Congress holds the power of the purse. He knows that. That's why. He tried to get a bill done and when he failed he again tried to pervert the law and with a stroke of a pen unilaterally cancel
1: a half trillion dollars in money that's owed to the united states of america and also keeping this, this topic alive, helped them win the 2022 election in some cases. And, and he's trying to use it as, as a case for 2024. This is what they do. Oh, we'll give you reparations. Just vote for us. We'll pay for your student loans. Just vote for us. Free lunch at school. Just vote for us. This is the game, isn't it? It's about holding power and control so that you've got a block of people that you guaranteed are going to vote for you.
2: No, that's exactly right. But look, working families in, in Missouri, at least, and I think across across America, start to feel left out. We feel like the system's rigged. I mean, those of us who paid for our college, honestly, who worked it off and or those who didn't go to college because they didn't want to, uh, you know, take on massive yeah. debt, feel ripped off by this rigged system that Biden has constructed. And that's why so many of us feel left behind in Biden's America.
1: It, it is Attorney General Andrew Bailey from the uh, great state of Missouri. Andrew, thanks a million. God bless you for the hard work you're doing for America and for Missouri. Let's do this again soon, can we? Look forward to it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We're back after this. Stay right here.
0: This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it
1: I appreciate having uh, Attorney General Andrew Bailey. The guy does a great job. He's a great American. I'm glad that he came on today. Carrie, uh, we'll just uh, we'll just do a teaser. I mean, obviously, we've got to tell them what happened. But uh, mm-hmm. former President Trump reported what?
2: Uh, he says he has been
1: indicted. This is about the investigation Jack Smith was doing in Washington, D.C., where he's being indicted, when he has to go and, uh, and appear. We'll have all that for you when we come back. That is breaking news. Just have it out. The former president posted on Truth Social. I'll have that post. I'll show it on the screen if you want to watch it, if you want to read along with it. Go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. JoePags.com. Watch Now. And keep in mind, as we go into hour number three, keep in mind, and this is real, if the justice, the so-called Justice Department wants to get you, they will target you, they will hunt you down, and continue to go after you until they get what they want. All of this going on to divert attention from what? The corrupt Biden crime family. That's that's from what? 888-941-PAGS. JoePags.com. That full story when we come back. Stay right here.
0: This is The Joe Pags Show.